Crone's getting a split. Maisie in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Maisie. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Maisie. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports presents the Quaddy Body. Back live in the studio, my name is Mitchell Cashmore, joined face-to-face by Nick Holland. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Um, I'm sure the punters weren't too happy with probably my intros and you're back now, <laughs> so it's, it's back to how we like it. Yes, back to normal. Uh, it's just that Queensland sun. Nice uh, week of vacation up in Queensland to uh, see the lovely wedding of loyal listener of the podcast. You've met him, my cousin Corey Schofield. And his uh, lovely new wife, Bianca. He's uh, usually a very loyal listener, but uh, I'm sure he won't be listening. He has much better things to be doing on his honeymoon in Fiji right now as well. Yeah, fair enough. What was my invite though, mate? Uh, yep, <laughs> that's it. Uh, no, very, very good uh, weekend away. Got to see a lot of family. Uh, shout out to uh, Arnie Dye and Uncle Greg, very esteemed ex-Trots uh, trainers and Trots uh, drivers up in Queensland. Of course, uh, Corey's grandparents, they like to listen as well. So shout out to you. Very nice seeing you again. Can't wait to see you again soon. Um, and just like they say with horses, mate, it's just that Queensland sun had another day out, didn't we? Yeah, it was all right. Not too bad. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, 100%. We killed it both at Rose Hill and away from Rose Hill. Almost swept the around the grounds completely. So I was really happy with that. And the reason I say it's just the Queensland sun. Last time I was on vacation in Queensland seeing the exact same people, this was about two years ago, back in the Mock Racing Club days. We had a day out then as well, so pretty stoked. Yeah, 100%. Um, before we get into the results from last week as well, though, do need to uh, touch on some breaking news. Came out only just over an hour ago. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck. No longer riff us. RIP. Simple leg surgery. Went wrong. Tried to get up after the anesthesia wore off and had a devastating knee injury. Nothing else they could do except uh, put him out of his misery and... Euthanising, mate. Very sad. All right. Um, well, back to the races from um, last weekend. Gee, got prowess wrong. Serious, serious filly. Headed back to New Zealand now. But do you think she could be a serious player come spring if she comes back over after that domination in the uh, binary stud? Oh, potentially. I don't know if she will come back. If she does, I'd like to see how she'll go. And I think it'll be pretty interesting to see how she goes in the spring. Yeah, the uh, other New Zealand Raider of the weekend, Imperatriz. Smashed it in at Mooney Valley as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, that was a good run. I I did actually watch that one, and um, you had tipped that, so I yes. was not too happy with it. But um, yeah, the, um, some of these horses from New Zealand are looking pretty nice. So hundred percent, we've got a few more coming up this week. Uh, Mark Twain and uh, Sharp and Smart in the uh, Derby. We'll talk about that a bit more later. Uh, your tip in that race in the Congo off to the uh, the stud barn. Yeah, it was probably due for it. Um, yeah, 100%. It, was, it was just hadn't found that that win. I thought it was due for one, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Very much uh, peaked early in its career. Yeah. Uh, during the juvenile season, especially when you know Golden Rose winner, so should get a nice price at the um, the stud barn for that. Um, apart from that, not a lot to touch on from last week. There's a nah. lot to touch on going into this week. Uh, like I said, we had a day out, absolutely almost swept the around the grounds, dominated Melbourne there. Dominated Queensland. Um, some really good wins at Rose Hill, apart from um, there was one horse, though, that I think has the bubble gone pop on Waterford. Pulled up lame, but is that an excuse that you can use now after multiple bad runs, or is it just bad luck? Um, 
probably going to look elsewhere if it's in the race. It's not going to get my eyes going straight to it like it has in the past. Um, yeah, it's pretty disappointing. We really like that horse, but um, it did this pretty similarly and then came – no, no, it wasn't. It was um, – I'd say Ellsberg – was pretty similar to this. Yeah, it, if, it, if it has an Ellsberg run, yeah, you know, peaked, dropped off a little bit, and then came back with a vengeance. Yeah, and the Epsom Stakes and one. The yeah, it was a Group One winner. Was flying in spring and unfortunately had to be retired with injury. But you're right, it can happen. Can come back. So it's um, yeah, it can happen. But yeah, it's pretty disappointing. So have you binned it for now, or are you just hoping it bounces back come next prep? I think I look elsewhere, but for the right price, you can still keep me entertained. Yeah, I actually I agree with you 100% there. I think it's had bad luck, you know, that start two starts ago where it missed the kick and then should have won, but a backmarker decided to lead and kicked away. Uh, and then, of course, last week, you can always forgive considering it was lame. Yep. You know, it was in there for 98% of the race, then just got pulled up and everyone sees the results and goes last. Oh, what a shocker. But it was actually looming up to put in a decent run, but uh, the jockey thought, you know, something's up here, pulled it up and then, did end up pulling up lame. So, you know, potential excuse there, but we move on. Um, but I will touch on something. Last week, all of the crowd was gone. The few weeks before that, all of the crowd was gone. Apart from Golden Sipper, which always draws a crowd, but I will admit it was a smaller crowd than it was in years previous. People are not going to the races as they were in the last year or two. You know, we attended the races extensively over COVID because it was one of the only things we could do. And then now that that's over, people seem to have just, you know, they've got better things to do. So how do we get them back to the races? Uh, I think that it's just the the thrill of it going once for a lot of people is all all they need. Yeah. And then you get to the big days like the Everest. Autumn's obviously not going to be the same, but when you come into the spring and it's back, um, it's a bit more exciting. But the prices are just insane. Like people are paying, what, for how much for a general admission ticket uh, these days? For Golden Slipper, like for those days like a Golden Slipper Everest, Yeah. if you try to go like a couple of days before, which a lot of people are, not a lot of people book them four months out when you get them for 30 bucks. A few days out, you're getting them 60 bucks plus. Yeah, so you, you put that... Beers are $10 a pop. And they're mid-strength. Like, yeah, plus gambling, gambling drunk, you lose a bit more. Plus People are losing three, $400. Yeah, some are definitely losing Easy. that much. You Easy. Know, plus the lines. Yeah. Plus everything. Like They need to sort the prices out for, for drinks for sure, I think. I think it won't happen. It's a normal thing in every stadium now, um, not horse racing alone. Like you see in the AFL, the NRL. You're not paying anything less than nine dollars for a for a beer, um, but it's it's turning them away. Like they don't want to stand in the sun all day, because why should they when they can just watch it at home? Genuinely, yeah. But like, I think something needs to be done to lessen the wait time between races. Because spring carnival, like we were there, Epsom Day, Everest Day, you watch the race. And then you just turn around and there's a DJ going or there's music pumping over the speakers or there's something to do. There's something to do. There's something to see to wait that 40 minutes out. Those off carnival days especially and those days in the carnival that aren't as big, what is there to do but sit around for 40 minutes? So unless you're like you and me who is a horse racing enthusiast and are there to watch the horses compared to a lot of people who are there to just be at the races day out. you know, Dress up. Dress up, be there. 
you know, you and I, we're probably going back, looking at the form, thinking about what bet we're getting on next, watching the Victorian race, watching the Brisbane races on the screen. For those people that aren't there for that, they're just standing there for 40 minutes. What are we going to do? Maybe go get another beer, wait in a huge line. Like, you're right. There's nothing really to do. So if but we drink. Can, That's if the only we thing can, you can do. If we can shorten the wait time to at least half an hour, I reckon that'll potentially help, you know, instead of the races being like a six-hour long event, cut it down to, you know, four, four and a half. But they're just so desperate to get people to the races these days. Like, you know, Golden Slipper, I'm pretty sure they lied about the actual attendance. They sold 15,000, but only like 12,000 came in the door. The few weeks before that, like, Free tickets galore were getting given away. Like, I got an email. You probably got it as well. All members got an email saying, if you get a person to subscribe to the mailing list, you get four free tickets to Championships Day. Like, they're desperate to get people in the door. Yeah. So, if once we get them in the door, how do we keep them there? Would you say just bottom line prices? It's, pro- it's just a mixture of things. I know if I was, even now, as a, um, probably back then, when I wasn't so much into the horses, I was more there for your mates, dress up, all that. You can't do it so often. You can only do it once every carnival, probably. At best, maybe twice. Yeah, if you're a casual. Yeah. If you're a casual because you're, you're spending $300, $400 a pop um, if you don't win on the races, um, which is not easy to do most of the time when you don't know what you're looking for and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's just... I don't know how to say it really. It's just, yeah. Something needs to be done because we don't want the crowds drying up completely. But we move on from that topic of conversation. We move to this weekend where hopefully there's a big enough crowd because it is a stacked day. Championships, it's a grand final of racing within Sydney. And you've got four premium jockeys. I can't believe they're not promoting it more. You've got Zach Purton, Hugh Bowman, Tom Marquin. Sorry, five. Sorry. Burton, Bowman, Marquin, Yao Moreira if I'm saying that correctly, of course, was a Hong Kong star, the Brazilian jockey that usually comes over here just for, you know, Melbourne Cup sort of rides, is now here for six weeks. And J-Mac, probably five of the best, if not five of the best jockeys in the world going head-to-head, you know, around the Randwick track. So it's huge. Out of those five jockeys, though, who do you reckon comes out on top in that battle? Well, I was pretty similar to... Um, thinking about this when Zach Purton came over a couple of weeks ago. And it was just Purton v McDonald. Yep. And it, I think Purton edges McDonald after that that weekend. He ran two Group 1 winners, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, did the double. Artorias and... Um, communist. Communist. So Zach Purton probably leads at the moment. And um, yeah, definitely a couple of value plays with Zach Purton this weekend. So look there if you if you really like the jockey. I know I, I have for a couple of races and... Um, yeah, I think he'll come out on top. Yeah, fair enough. I'm really excited to see Marquand because, of course, that injury uh, returned last week. It's his first set of, like, a big day. You know, he's the rust is off. He's ready to get stuck in. I think he's going to have a big day out. And Yamareya, he's the big unknown. He rides, I think, in his last 70 starts at Randwick. He rides for just under 10% strike rate. So statistics show he should be riding at least one winner on the day come race day. So... Maybe that's in one of the group ones, but he's definitely one to watch. And Huey, he's flying in Hong Kong. He is absolutely flying. He's picked up over 30 wins, I think, a bunch of placings. The other night, him and Zach Purton half rode the card themselves, I think, and they rode the Quinella in like four races. I think it's insane. So very, very keen for that. Um, 
Apart from that, mate, should we get in the listener questions? 100%. Uh, Lockie Howard asks, is this the most stacked TJ Smith we've seen in the last few years, potentially of all time? I don't think we can speak to the all-time nature, but especially in the last few years, I'd think it's the most stacked that we've seen. Yeah, for sure. You've obviously got your big names. You've got your nature strip. Lawson running, Private Eye, Mazu, Paul Lally, Wish I Win, Can Go On, Giga Kick, In Secret. Yeah, some good names there. And it's definitely a good field. And I think it's probably the most entertaining race of the day, in my opinion. I'm really excited for this one. So, um, yeah, I think in recent years, it's definitely the best field we've seen. But, yeah, can't really comment on um, the longevity of it. I agree. I think it's an Everest-like field because considering most of these horses have gone around in an Everest in the previous years or they're looking for a slot this year. So I think it's going to be a great race. I agree. Race of the day because it's probably the biggest spectacle of the day considering uh, the future of Nature Strip, which we will discuss later on when we come to that race. Um, another one, mate, our good mate Cooper Anderson. He just Blog. has some inquiries on Blog. gear changes. So I'll quickly run through this because there's quite a bit to get through on gear changes. Uh, he says, where do you find gear changes and what are their purposes? So gear changes punters is when a new piece of equipment is added to the horse's uh, loadout before the race to potentially, you know, improve their performance. Gear changes, I don't know if you can find them on Sportsbet. I know some bookies will show you at the bottom of the page yep. where the gear changes are. Uh, but on any, you can find them on racenet.com and racing.com. But if you're looking on any bookie pages, just scroll to the bottom of the page. They'll be there towards the bottom, if anything. Um, and so just here are the five most common uh, gear changes for a horse. So you've got blinkers. Those are the cups that you see on the attached to the bridle. Yep. They cover the horse's eyes, you know, make sure that they're looking straight the whole time. Reduce distractions. Very similar to winkers who unlike traditional blinkers, they cover the horse's eyes completely. Winkers are those smaller oval-shaped pieces of equipment that are attached to the bridle just above the eye, and the purpose of the winkers is to help the horses maintain focus and reduce anxiety during races, so making sure that they are completely looking forward at all times. Blinkers, you know, you can still see out of your peripherals, but winkers, they want them completely focused on just running straight, nothing going on around them. Uh, you've got earmuffs, those big devil horn-looking things, uh, they're essentially what earmuffs are for humans as well. They're noise cancelling and uh, they're made of soft padded material. They cover the horse's ears to reduce the amount of noise it can hear, lets them stay calm, avoid distractions. That's why you see them more commonly brought out on those big days where the big crowds will be out to make sure that they don't get distracted by those big crowds and the shouting. Uh, you've got the tongue tie. This is a strap that goes around the horse's tongue, ties it down to prevent the horse from getting its tongue over the bit or obstructing its airway. You see a lot of the time... Horses run with their mouths open. That's not a good sign. So the tongue tie helps that, keeps its tongue down, getting in the way of it and distracting it. And it also uh, helps the no, so helps the horses breathe easily, maintain you know the airways, keeping it clear to make sure they don't choke. Very similar, of course, to the crossover nose band. It's that X sort of band that you see go over their noses. Um, and by crossing over the nose, uh, it exerts pressure on the noses, horses' nasal bones, creating a little bit of discomfort, but it opens up those airways perfectly. So if it ever has any breathing problems, you usually see that go on to help it breathe more efficiently. So Cooper, I hope that answered your question. Flogged. We love you, Coops. Uh, apart from that, punters, of course, before we get into the tips, shout out to our good friends at Dabble. 100%. Dabble's changing the game. They've got the copy bet feature. Any bets that we mentioned in this podcast, simple as that. Press our account and it's on there. In your bet slip, put your own stake on. Join the 18,000? 18, 18,000 plus punters, baby. 18,000 plus punters on Dabble and come 
Gamble with us. Yeah, just check us out on the app. If you've already got it, we're at the Mock Sports. You can find us. We're one of the more prominent tipsers on the platform. Uh, if you don't have it, just click the link in the show notes and sign up today. Um, and if you just want to download the app and go in and sign up, make sure to use the code MOCKSPORTS to let them know we sent you. 100%. All right, mate, Nick. Day one of the championships. Mate, Nick. Yeah, mate, Nick. Uh, all right, Nick, mate. Um, day one of the championships here. Ten race card, fully listed and above quality races. Uh, the main event, grand final for the sprinters, TJ Smith Stakes, and the grand final for the milers, the Doncaster Mile. Rail is in true position at Randwick. Uh, expect us to be either in a good four or soft five territory come race day with some showers expected on Saturday as well. If that rain does indeed fall, uh, we sh- I can't see it getting anywhere past soft six, soft seven. I don't think we'll be getting anywhere near the heavy range. And if it doesn't fall, of course, it'll just end up being... Good track on the day. Uh, it's probably going to be almost as fair as it gets. Leaders will have just as much chance as swoopers, so stake accordingly there. And if any bias does start to arise on the day, pay attention. All right, race one. We'll be straight to the point for a lot of these because we've got a lot to unpack with the group ones. 1,100 metre mark here, kindergarten stakes for the two-year-olds. Only one golden slipper horse coming here in the form of Barber. Probably has a good chance there as slipper form is obviously the form you want to go off with um, these two-year-olds. He could sit just off them and launch late, but I feel like... Introducing is the one I want to be with here. He too can also kick late and get over the line as the winner. He's done little to no wrong in his career. Was less than two lengths off the slipper winner, Shinzo. So that can't be terrible form there. Handles dry or wet. No matter what we get, I think he'll be in the finish. $8.50 to win, $2.70 to place. Introducing for me. I'm going Barber here. Um, was my tip down in Sandown. Um, couldn't get it done. Ninth place there. So yeah, $4.20. Um, sorry, that was in the blue diamond. $4.20 for this one. Um, definitely probably a weaker field to, to face here. So yeah, 100%. looking very nice. So we hit Barber $4.20 in the first. Head over the second, pretty open race this one, which is very similar to the whole day, I'd say. Machalata is your, Machalate, sorry, is your favorite at $5. Ozapenko has been scratched from this race. I had that in my uh, notes. Four for Cindy is definitely one that you got to look for. Like we said, Zach Purton's a big player on the day. $11 is... Definitely a play that I can have a look at. Um, Wolverine's another one as well. Huey Bowman, $6 on top, $2.20. But like I said before, I'm going to go with four for Cindy here. Seventh barrier, $11, like an each-way play. 11 and $3.20 for a place. Won its last start over at Kembla Grange. Comes up a class, but I think it looks pretty nice. 54 kilos, takes the least amount of weight in the race. And yeah, it looks pretty nice for me. Fair enough, mate. Um... I was on Osipenko. I thought it was going to be an absolute moral in this race, but in the last hour, Kerwin's Lane has scratched from the Doncaster, and Osipenko is in, meaning scratched here. Um, so, Glint of Silver for me. Uh, I think just off the form behind Zugotcha last start, did well enough for Awesome John last week when he came third in a very good run. Length off Zugotcha, you can't really complain here. Goes up in weight three kilos, but I think that form is definitely one that I want to follow. $7 to win, $2.40 each way for Glint of Silver in the second. Very, very nice, mate. You want to take us to the third? All right, mate. Race three, 2,600 metre mark. Surely, surely, surely. Surefire doesn't win here. He just can't. Can he, Nick? Please tell me you're not on him. I don't want to get sucked in again. Are you on him? I don't know, mate. I've I've been thinking about it, and I, I think I'm going to stick with him here. Oh, no. I think the value play is the way to go. $20 and $5.50 for the place. Uh, Waller trained, obviously. Fourth up. Let's go peaking for this one, I hope. Um, but yeah, it probably comes back in a field here a little bit and, um, $20 is probably a price where I'd, where I'd look at it at. 
God, the but up in, the up and distance down in class gets me all the time with this yep. horse. But um, see, it's come in twenty bucks in the last few days, which makes me super super scared. You watch, you're gonna look like a genius when it gets up. Now that I've written it off and I've jumped Give me off Crone it. vibes. Ah, uh, serious Crone vibes. Serious Espiona vibes. As soon as I jump, mm. jump off, it gets up. Um, I'll go with Almania, Dill Gibbons. Um, uh, sorry. Whoa. Almania, fantastic form. Dropped back to BM78 a couple of starts ago. Absolutely pissed in. Uh, stepped up to this class on slipper day and wasn't too far away from the finish behind the likes of Sir Lucan and Raging Bull and Timor. They're all racing in this race as well, apart from Sir Lucan, sorry. Um, up another 200 metres, down a kilo, should settle towards the rear, get going around the turn. Dill, get it over the line, $7 to win, $2.50 each way here. Very, very nice. Race four, mate, take us there. Yeah, I'm going to keep this one pretty simple. 2,000 metres, the um, knock stakes here. I'm going the favourite, $2.30, sequestered. J-Mac on board, yeah, looks pretty nice for me. It's... Um, it's Absolutely dominated down at Hawkesbury. Two wins there from the last two starts and then a second in Kem Grange before that. Um, looking pretty nice for me. Going to take it. And, yeah, pretty confident on this one. Yeah, great moments think alike. I'm playing a straight bat here. Don't really know much about any of these horses apart from the fact that Sequestered um, beat a horse that then went on to finish fifth in the Vinery Stud. So it's Group 1 form line. Um, $2.40. Happy to have a stab at him. The only query is it's sports bet best of the day, which usually ends up being sports bets later of the day. But hopefully uh, J-Mac gets Sequestered. Over the line there. 100%. Race five, mate. 1,400 metres. Um, grand final for the highway horses here in the country championships. Um, gee, this one. We've won it the last couple of years um, with Art Cadeau and another one. Can we go three for three here? Um, Trabalga, Sir Ravenelli, and Rusty Crown. All the ones to go forward in a race that should have plenty of soft tempo. So they could honestly go all the way and win here. And I'm very scared of Sir Ravenelli doing that at his price as I've wanted him before. But I'll be a testator Silenz. He's a proven city performer and winner. If anything, this is a drop in classroom, I feel, as he hasn't run a highway in ages. Only a couple of starts ago, she was finishing um, two lengths off the finish in a Group 3 company. So I'll happily take the $7.50, $2.60 on offer each way. Gee, I'm on a lot of $7.50 horses today. And here's another one. Testator Solens for the country championships for Cashy. Very nice. I'm going Kimberly's Secrets here with Zach Purton on top. Um, it's looking pretty nice. Obviously, like you said, it's a pretty open race, but I'll go $8.50 and $2.80 for this one, so we'll hit that. Um, do we skip the next one here, mate? Hey, we go all the way to race 10. We go all the way to race 10 yep. now. So we go to the last 1,200 metres, mate. Uh, Opal Ridge is your favourite. One great last start. And I was great run. Very, very upset that I did not get on it, and um, it's going to be kicking myself. Um, for sure. Uh, Russian Conquest, definitely one to look at with Zach Purton. Um, like I said, he is running a lot of value this weekend, but the 16th barrier does worry me a little bit. Um, Parasol as well. J-Mac, it's three on the trot, looking pretty good. Comes up to Sydney from Rooney Valley in the last run. Um, but yeah, it's going to have to be Opal Ridge for me. I think I've got to stick with it. Kicking myself wasn't on it first up. Um, but yeah, looking pretty nice. It's um, it's a good horse, so I'll take Opal Ridge in the last. Another great minds think alike here. It was too good last start, not to back. Absolutely smashed hundred basically missing the start. Two length win over the likes of Cote and many many others that you know you would have thought going into the race were better than him. Started at fifteen bucks and still got the chockies. So Opal Ridge here, two dollar twenty five favorite. Very very keen on its chances in the last. Very nice, mate. All right, mate, let's head to that tip-off. 
All right, mate. Four races to discuss in length here. And I'm actually going to get this scoreboard up because we haven't had a score check in a while. All I know is that I am in front. Yeah, um, of course you want to get the scoreboard up, mate. Seven winners, one second, one third for 40.92 points. Nico has three wins, four seconds, one third for 25.02 points. Uh, for those who don't know how our point system works, um, we used to do a 3-2-1. Now we do it based off the horse's odds as if we had a dollar each way on each of the horses that we tip here. And we do it for all the uh, group ones and the featured races. So, you know, all-star miles and those sort of races. They're not a group one, but we include them. For the reasoning you don't want to be tipping, I, I say if you back a $30 winner in you a group one, you get more points than if you were back in a $1.60 animo. Yeah, like when so I I remember a couple of seasons ago, I got hinged up in the surround stakes. I think it was at like 30 bucks. And Nick goes, well, you, sh- you should be on top, but you're still 10 points off me. Like, What's sense. going on? So, so I changed that because I'm alpha. Um, we're heading to race six, the, yes, Ingli- the English size stakes, mate. So this is going to be the tipping point, I reckon. The next two weeks, of course, a lot of races in this tipping comp. So you can crawl back here. Who are you on and why for the English size stakes? Uh, Cylinder's definitely going to be a tough one here. I think um, looks to be the, the animo coming out of this, this year's... Um, Gee, the animo. Oh, in terms of... A second the, place. The horse to follow. The you fucking you fucked me up a little bit there, mate, <laughs> because you've you've stitched me up because you're taking the piss. <laughs> Cylinder is like Animo in the way that it came second in the Golden Slipper is yeah, what I meant. There you you go. fuckwit. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, you've, I've lost my fucking train of thought here, um, but I'm gonna go with Don. The Don. Uh, $7.50, Huey Bowman on board. I thought he looked really good in the slipper, um, but just couldn't get it done in the end. But, um, yeah, I'm going with the Don. Jesus Christ, Cashy. That that was mad. Who do you have and why? Can you get the, the swearing button, Gabe? Come on, press it a couple of times. For nah, that's the, all right, mate. Jeez. We, over, 18, over 18 podcast, mate. You just you sit back down there. <laughs> all right. Um, look. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's probably the biggest spray you've ever given me. That's right. Go back to it, mate. We need, we need to get back to it. Um, look, Brave Mead, I think, is a very big chance to be knocking off these slipper horses coming from Victoria. Uh, I'll be happy if it gets up, though. I, I backed it on Dabble. You could have copied it at $50 to win after it absolutely smashed it in last start and comes here. So I'll be cheering it on. But there's one horse in this field that I declared the winner of the size a few months ago. So I'd look pretty silly if I dropped off it now. Empire of Japan. Oh, you're an idiot. I'm back on Empire of Japan. Look. Lay bet. I'm saying, I've, I called it months ago. I said, this horse needs 1,400. It needs 1,600. So I said, get it on for the size. It's the very first futures bet I put on for the autumn car. How much do you have it at? Uh, 15 bucks. Which <laughs> it's paying less than what it is now. <laughs> but <laughs> geez. But I, I called it months ago. So I'd look pretty bloody smart if it gets up now, especially after its form has dropped off a bit. But coming out of the slipper, it was the one that was the strongest through the line and said, Hello, I need 1400 So hopefully he makes me look like a bit of a genius here and he gets up. $18 is a massive price. I'm very happy to take here. Like I said, I've already got the $15 ticket riding on. Uh, $18 to win, $4 to place. And it's the Zach Purton. The Zach Purton show, mate. That's it, mate. He'll come to town. He'll sit just off them. He'll launch late. 
Hopefully gets over the top or at least gets into the places with that $4 odds there. But uh, that's my size play there. So Empire Japan for Cashy. Very nice. Are we going to leave the TJ for last? Or yeah, let's we- go to the Derby and we'll leave TJ and Doncaster for last. So we skipped to race nine, 2,400 metre the Derby. You got Sharp and Smart as your favourite. Manzois, Elliptical, Pericles, Williamsburg, Andalus, Full of Sincerity, Japanese Emperor, Mark Twain, Suzuro, Tapple Doodle Doo, Virtuous Circle, Major Beal, High Approach, Stroke of Luck, Shovels Avant, Domingo and Twigman rounding out the field. And gee, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty uh, straightforward with this one. Who's your tip and why? Uh, Pericles for me. Um, we tipped the Quinella there, Lindemann and Pericles, yep. and it just got nipped. I thought it was going to win, um, but Pericles just, just held. So yeah, $4 for me. It's going to be one of the better ones for the day. I'm pretty happy with this one. Yeah, look, I've tossed and uh, turned with Mark Twain and Sharp and Smart, the New Zealand Raiders, all day. But Mark Twain, all the experts say he was a really good run last start behind Sharp and Smart, and he's the better bet to have because of the better value. But, gee, Sharp and Smart has done nothing but impress me every single time I've seen him run. When he came over in the spring in Australia, he won the spring champion stake, so we know he can stay this distance. He should have probably won the Derby, the VRC Derby, he looked home, but then faded in the last 50 metres. And I actually had a watch live of his runs in New Zealand because I was at the track both times and they were playing on the screens, decided to watch it, and he absolutely smashed both runs. You know, they were narrow margins, but he got the job done. He knows where the line is. I think Sharp and Smart, $17, sorry, 17th barrier worries me a bit, but Bowman knows how to ride this horse. He's the class horse of the race. $3.50 to win. Sharp and smart for me in the derby. Very, very nice, mate. Don't All right, mate. TJ Smith Stakes. I'm going to ask you one question before we actually get into the analysis of the race. Here we go. Is this the last time we see Nature Strip on a racetrack? Yes, it is. Yep. For sure. confident? Uh, if it wins, it goes to the Everest. Mm-hmm. If it loses, it gets... It's done. Uh, thoughts? I, 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 see, I see them taking it to another Everest. That's what I'm thinking as well. I want to see it. This be its last run. If it, like I say, if it wins, it, can go, it, it, has my, it has my permission to go to the Everest. Uh, I personally want to see this as the last time Strip goes around. And if he wins, what a way to send him off. But like you said, I can definitely see them sending him to another Everest. If he comes out and you know goes, oh, I've still got it. What are you talking about? And wins by a couple lengths. What do they have to lose though? It's a gelding. They have nothing really to lose except run it in the ground a bit more. He'll be turning nine come spring. I think they run him in the in the Everest. If he wins. He still makes the Everest. You think even if he loses here, he goes spring in the Everest? But like, the more I think about it, the more I think, why wouldn't they? Like, wh- like what do they have to lose? What like, if he finishes, like, seventh and, like, is f- six lengths off him? Send him to the highest paid sprinting. It's all paychecks. But you can't breed from him. Exactly. That's why you can't send him to the you can't send him to the breeders' yard. So they send him to the Everest to get money. Yeah, it's, it's fair enough. It's That's fair what enough. I think. That's but what I'd be doing. What, what would you do if you own Nature Strip? Would you retire him? Probably. No. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you wouldn't. That's bullshit. It's the ten million dollar question. Yeah. You wouldn't. If you had the chance to have a horse. If it was nine years old, don't even worry about his history. Nine-year-old horse to put it in the Everest, guaranteed. What what last place still gets what hundred grand or whatever it is? I something think something like that. like that, yeah. Why would you say no to that? 
Um, I think Nature Strip genuinely, if he's ever going to have a chance to win one more before he goes out, this is it. He'll get a pretty <laughs> soft lead, likes the wet, um, and, you know, just knows how to get it done. He's a grand final horse. This is his grand final. He's going for four straight. He's been written off going into this race before. Ride him off at your peril. I think he'll. I think he's going to be in the finish. Um, but I don't think he wins. I think Private Eye wins. Uh, was phenomenal with a huge weight going into the new market down the straight. You know, there was nothing wrong with his run. Just ended up fading with that weight. But now that he gets back around a bend, he'll get to sit off a pretty hot speed as they all try to, you know, out sprint nature strip. And he'll be sitting, you know, a couple lengths off him and run over the top of them as he ended up doing in the Everest when he <coughs> ran over the top of strip and just came up short behind Giga Kick there. And, um, yeah, I, I think this is a private eyes race to win and be like, okay, I am top dog of the sprinting ranks in Australia. I reckon Private Eye is the next horse that we're going to be following through the spring next autumn. I reckon he's going to be the country's best sprinter here and he stamps it with authority. So Private Eye for me and the TJ Stakes. I just want to have a little comment here. I think the most underrated horse in this race, value-wise, is passive-aggressive. Really? $12 and $3.50 for a horse that just beat the favourite. And... Yeah, ran pretty well. I think you can definitely entertain me with that. But I'm going in secret here. Ben Mellon on top, $6 for the win. 54 kilos, that's that's the big thing for me. I know it's not a big a big deal in a sprinting race most of the time with the weights, I'd say. But um, overall, this, this horse has some talent. This horse definitely has some talent. And like we've said before, the Cummings camp sets them up for grand finals. And this is the genuine grand final for in secret. So... It's going to be in secret for me at $6 and $2.25 for a place. So looking very nice in the TJ Smith. We'll go to the final one, mate, the Doncaster. The Doncaster Mile. What a race this is, by the way. 1,600 metres. You've got Alligator Blood at $10. Mr. Brightside, the favourite. You've got Fangirl, Converge. You've got... Gentleman Roy, Nugget. Nugget, Bandersnatch, Golden Mile, Zugotcha, Protagonist, Lindemann, Ozapenko. Ozapenko. It's awesome. Mate. Great, great field. Outstanding field. 100%. This is is one of the most exciting races I've seen. It's going to be one of the toughest ones to pick, I reckon. Genuinely. Anything Um, you get up. Anything. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a $60 horse get in this. Looking at this straight away, my eyes go straight to Alligator Blood. I think that at $10 for a horse that... um, it does have the occasional run where it doesn't look too good. Um, it can come back and win here. And with Timmy Clark back on board, it just adds another... That's huge. Another big thing for me. He's a, he knows exactly how to ride this horse. Um, I think $10. I can definitely entertain it and um, include it in the quaddies for sure. Mr. Brightside obviously just won the big race down in Mooney Valley. Um, looks really nice. Um, and yeah, Zach Purton getting on is a, is a good one as well. But... Um, as you scroll down the field, you, you keep going down. you got your first reserve here, Ozapenko. Officially in the race now. Officially in the race now. I, sorry for that. You've got Michael Deves at absolutely flying at the moment. Rides, Four, a, rides a group one winner in his sleep at the moment. 49 kilos Ozapenko carries. First 49 barrier, kilos. 49 kilos. That is massive. At $13 and $4 for a place, that'll be my play 100% along with Lindemann as well. I can entertain that. Dean Holland, 49 kilos for Lindemann. Just beat Pericles, whatever it is. Um, looking very nice. And don't forget about Communist either, even though it's got the 21st barrier. Um, just won a group one, 49 kilos. Those bottom 
bottom kilos. It's it's feathers. It's literally eight kilos less than alligator blood. If if put it this way, mate, if me and you go for a race and you had to wear an eight kilo backpack on the back for sixteen hundred meters, who's going to come out on top? Well, usually you anyway, because you're ten times faster than no, me. But lay you, off, mate. But yeah, you, it makes you, sense. Yeah, you. That's the way I put it. Um, Zoo gotcha as well. It, it's one that I can definitely entertain. Fifty and a half kilos for that horse is um is feathers and eleven dollars there. Those three would definitely be a play that I can respect. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ozapenko. Um. But seriously, punters, there's some absolute value in this race. You just got to pick and choose which one you want because if you get the right one, you'll be you'll be so happy because you begin. The trifecta is gonna pay huge. Yeah, I'm going for a trifecta play for sure. Genuinely. I, if I'm if there's three horses to have a go at here, I think you go you split your money each way on Zugotcha, Lindemann, and Osipenko with that weight. Like you know, it's it's not unheard of for three year olds to win this race. Three year olds do win this race. So those are three best informed three year olds in the country at the moment, in my opinion, especially in Sydney going around. Let's just have a look. Lindemann dropping back to the mile here, but fantastic run. Absolutely fantastic run in, in to knock off Pericles in the Guineas and wasn't that bad in the Randwick Guineas anyway. Second, of course. And, you know, drops how much weight off the back? Drops seven and a half kilos. Osipenko yeah. drops seven kilos after coming 1.3 lengths behind Animo. Come on. No, it's massive. Elite form lines up in distance back to, you know, a 1600, which he's more, you know, suited at in my opinion after doing that against the country, maybe the world's best horse, it's Feathers and Mickey D on board. He'll stalk the absolute pace. Like he'll, absolutely, he'll stalk them and he should be in the finish. He should absolutely rise over the top of them. Only thing I can see stopping the likes of Zugotcha, Lindemann and Osipenko not finishing in like the top six is interference with this sort of weight. Like it's incredible. Zugotcha. Absolutely smashed her as she should have. But, yeah. like, again, should stalk the pace. Lindemann will be up there on the pace, so he'll give himself every opportunity. The only older horse that I can really entertain here is Fangirl. I thought Fangirl was an absolute moral coming into this race if she got a dry deck, which she doesn't get. And yeah. she gets 19th barrier. So, gee, she's been chasing around Animo for the last six months. She deserves to win this, so I'll be really happy for her if she gets up because the owners definitely deserve to have another group one on her resume. But that 19th barrier will be super, super hard to get over. Yao Morea, maybe this is one race. Like we said earlier, stats say he's going to win at least one race on the day. Maybe this is it. But she's going to settle a bit far back, but she's got the turn of foot to get over the top there. Her sectionals in the last start against Animo was great. And again, almost got him but just couldn't get there in the end. Like, you think about it, If she, but if anything more than a soft six, I would think, no go. Because if it gets to soft seven, heavy eight, she won't be coming anywhere. But if we end up good four, genuine good four come race time, Fangirl will be the horse to beat, even with that 19th barrier. I just think that her turn of foot is that good and her ability level is that good that she will be the horse to beat no matter what price she is at if we have a genuine good four track. But I think it is genuinely a year for the young'uns. No alligator blood at six, Mr. Brightside at five. It's all about the four-year-olds and the three-year-olds here because they're carrying absolutely nothing. And 
genuinely, I think it's going to be race of the day and the youngins get up here. I'm also going to be on Osipenko for those reasons, like I said. Dropping seven kilos after coming just over a length off Animo. Incredible form lines. I think should be in the finish. If not, there'll be interference for sure. Fair enough. All right, mate. Lots to discuss there, but we move on to around the grounds. Have you got anything? Um, yeah, I've got one. Same. Only one. In the race eight at Bendigo, eat a shock. $6 and $2.15 for a place. I've got race six at Bendigo, $2 for Queen Air. Uh, absolutely smashed the last start. And a few experts have declared her the Caulfield Cup winner already. They reckon she's going to be the next big staying star in Australia. This is her chance to prove that she can go on with it. The bubble might pop here at a price at $2, but... I'm happy to have a play on it. Other than that, not much good racing going on around the country considering they're at Bendigo. Doombin has nothing special going on. All eyes are going to be on Randwick this weekend. And that's why we go into the quaddy. Like we said, the amount of value that is out there on Saturday, the quaddy should pay a nice price. 100%. So Do you want to take us through it, mate? Because I cannot... Oh, no, I've got it up. I've got race seven, Nature Strip, Private Eye, In Secret, Giga Kick, race eight, Ozapenko, Lindemann, Fangale, Zugotrin, Alligator Blood. We put an extra one in there just in case before the podcast because it is a very tough field. Yep, race nine, Sharp and Smart, Mark Twain, Pericles and Andalus. Race 10, Opal Ridge, Parasol, Magic Time, Russian Conquest. $50 gets you 16.5%. And that'll pay massive. Hopefully, especially if we get like an Osipenko or a Lindemann up. That'll pay really good. Yeah, 100%. Um, Best bet time, mate. We need to get back on the best bet train. We've been having amazing weeks the last couple of uh, weeks, but the best bets haven't been getting up. We need to salute a best bet this week. Who have you got and why? Oh, it's tough, mate. I'm going Pericles for a place. Just going for a safe here. Just get me back on the board. That's all I need. I need to find the price quickly for you punters. But that's genuinely going to be my play, best of the day. It might be nothing. $1.75. Yeah, $1.75. It's just to get me back in the game, get me rolling again. Best bet. Thank you very much. Fair enough, mate. Uh, I had written down here Osipenko if it runs in race two, but now that it's been scratched, I'm going Opal Ridge in the last. Very nice. Very, very good run, last start. Absolutely smashed them. Looked like he had scope for improvement. It was just too good not to be back in here. Uh, you know, not that much more of a better field here. $2.40. I'm all over him. As long as he gets covered from that 10th barrier, sorry, she gets covered from that 10th barrier, I reckon she can absolutely smash him here. So Opal Ridge will be my best of the day. 100%. Very nice, mate. Got anything else to add before we uh, sign off? Apart from that, enjoy the races this weekend, punters. I'm going to be trackside again after a few weeks away. If you see me and you recognise me, come say hello. We love meeting a few wild mocks in the crowd. I will not be there, unfortunately. I've got an engagement party that I will be absolutely punting my life away at because of the open bar tab with me and my brother and my father. We will be drinking. We'll be having fun. I might even get on the double chat and we can have some fun on there. So have a look on the double chat if you're on there and yeah, should be good. Oh boy. And the only other thing is gamble responsibly punters because if any week you're going to be Lose really money. careful where you put your money. It's this week. I wouldn't be surprised if we have $30 horses getting up every single race. Yep, 100%. It's genuinely the open most fields. open day this carnival. So stake accordingly. Set a deposit limit. Think about what you could be buying instead. See you next week. Oh, Crone's getting a split. Amazing.